and there is conflict that is going on in your home, if the showdown is going down in your home, then I know that your life is not going to be very pleasant. See, when we have conflict at home, we have conflict with our parents, when we have conflict with our siblings, when we have conflict with the people around us that, are, that we spend our life with every single day, I mean, you can't escape it. I'm just going to tell you, when you're at school and your friend gets mad at you or you get into conflict with friends or conflict with people that are, that are maybe not your friends but people that you don't like, uh, you can just stay away from those people, but you just can't stay away from the people that are in your house, right? I mean, they are the ones that are, especially your parents, are buying your food and they're, they're the ones who are providing providing shelter for your head so you have a place that you have to go and the reality is they're going to be there and I know me personally in my life when I would have conflict with my parents and I know in your life when you have conflict with your parents the things in your life tend not to be so pleasant and I also know that studies show that when teenagers are asked what is the greatest stress in your life statistically on almost every study that's been done, parents are at the top of that list. Now we just finished walking through a series on Sunday mornings, boundaries and parents and talking a little bit about uh, the, the importance of parenting teens and some challenges were given by our senior pastor on Sunday mornings to our adults and so tonight what I'm going to do and next week I want to give some challenges to you guys. I want to follow up to that series and I want to talk a little bit about parents because this is what I know. I think there are misconceptions that you have as teenagers, misconceptions I had when I was a teenager and still misconceptions that I have because I'm not quite yet a uh, parent of teenagers and I want to talk about some of those tonight. And then the Bible talks directly about how we are to respond to our parents, how we are to act, how we are to live our lives, and, and how life will go well with us if we do so. And we're going to get to that here in a little bit. And this is what I know, and I want you guys <coughs> to listen up because this is, this is so important for you to get. Your parents are not idiots. They're not clueless. If your parents were clueless, they would not give you a curfew. They would just let you do what you wanted to when you wanted to because they would be clueless about all the things that you could get involved with and all the things that can trip you up and all the things that can ruin your life. But your parents know those things and that's why they do it. See, I used to think, man, my parents don't understand. They don't understand the pressures that I have as a guy playing on a sports team and being in the locker room and my buddies are like, hey, man, did you get up with that girl, man? Yeah, did you get that? Did you get that? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. My parents don't understand that. My dad is foreign to my parents. They don't get that kind of stuff. They don't understand the pressures of sex and all that kind of stuff in their life. And then I realized that my parents are part of the baby boomer generation. And the reason it was called the baby boom is because during then, compared to now, they were having three times more babies when our parents were their age than, than, their, than we have now in our world. Why is that? The reason is because, you know what I'm saying, it happens. And I thought, man, my parents are clueless. And then come to find out that my mom went to a school and a bunch of her friends happened to be drug dealers and my mom got wrapped up in that stuff for a little while. And come to find out my mom had did drugs and my mom had did some other things and my mom had tried different things and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, wow, I didn't realize that there was these influences and temptations to drink and party and, and do drugs and all that kind of stuff back then. And then my mom was like, you realize that I grew up in the 60s during the hippies and that's all we did. And I thought my mom was clueless. 
And then I find out that, you know, my parents snuck out of the house and I found out that my parents lied to their parents about where they were going and I found out that my parents were going to park the car. I found out all of that kind of stuff from my parents, stuff that I did not want to know about my parents. You know what I'm saying? Our parents are not clueless. In fact, I'll say this, our parents are completely tuned in. And that is the reason they laid down some of the boundaries, some of the ground rules, some of those things in our house and in your lives is because they are tuned in. They know what's going on. They know what's going on. And your parents have something over you that you don't understand. And as you get older, you will begin to see this. They have something over you that that is a great advantage over you, and that advantage is life experience. Life experience. See, experience matters. I don't have to convince you guys that experience matters. In fact, if you play football on the varsity football team, you don't want a fifth grader girl coaching your team. Right? You want a guy who was in the NFL, who's been coaching for years, who knows his stuff and knows strategy and knows how to play. No fifth grade girl is going to be able to coach a varsity basketball team. Why? Because experience matters. And life experience matters. See, I used to make comments when I was a teenager. Yeah, I can't wait till I'm a parent. This is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to let, I'm gonna let my, friend, my kids bring their friends over and my house is going to be the party house. We're going to have to keg out back and all this kind of stuff. I mean, that's how I thought when I, was a, when I was a teenager. And now I look back and I'm like, dude, those parents were the parents of the kids who were losers. Those parents are losers. I would never do that with my kids. And if, and if another parent brought my kid over there and a parent was overseeing that, I would march in there and I would punch them in the neck. And it would hurt. See, our parents have life experience over us, and experience matters. I mean, if you think about it, if you're 15 years old, the first three or four years of your life, you, were, you didn't even know how to wipe your butt or dry off when you got out of the shower. So you've only lived like 10 years of your life, and most of that life, your parents were holding your hands to it and shielding you from all this stuff. And you have just recently been able to get some freedom in your life and be able to live out some life, and your experience is very limited compared to the experience that your parents have on life. And let me tell you something, it matters. Experience matters. In fact, many of us in our life, as teenagers, as young people, we live our lives like, I think a good illustration would be basketball. We play basketball like this. Check this kid out. That's how we uh, do life, right? Like, we think, oh, yeah, I'm experienced, you know. And then our parents come along, and we look at our parents like, hold on a second, mom and dad, please. Like, our parents are old, and they're unassuming, and you look at them, and you're like, dude, they got no game. And I'm here to tell you, don't underestimate the age of your parents, because for some of you, you don't realize that your parents actually do have game. In fact, check out this old guy right here. Check out Uncle Drew.
That's my uncle. See, this is what happens, man. We watch our parents in life, and we see them screwing up a little bit, and they're throwing some air balls, and they're messing up. And uh, I mean, our parents aren't perfect, you know. They're, they, they, don't, they don't have it all together either. And then what happens is we see them messing up, and they're screwing up, and they're throwing air balls and all this kind of stuff. But, but listen, don't underestimate them. No matter how unassuming they are, for some of them, they got game. They got game. They got game experience in life that you don't have. That you don't have. And I know that your parents don't look the part. They may not act the part. They may not all that kind of stuff now. And the reason is because they've grown up. They've matured. They are at a place in their life that is different than it was 25 years ago. And this is what I know. For every single one of you in this room, you're going to be at a different place in your life 25 years from now as well. And if you've got your Bibles, open up to Ephesians chapter 6. And Ephesians chapter 6 gives us some biblical guidance on how we're to be. Now, this is the cool thing about it. The Bible is not silent on how our parents are supposed to treat us. The Bible is not silent on how our parents are supposed to raise us. The Bible is not silent on the, the responsibility that's been laid on our parents. And you need to know something. The responsibility that has been paid, pl- placed and put on your parents is far greater than your responsibility to be a child underneath your parents. And this is what I also know, and I also know that some of you are in here and you're looking at me and you're saying, hey, Derek, I mean, I know what you're talking about is fine and dandy and all, but you don't know my parents and you don't know where my parents have come from and you don't know how my parents treat us and you don't know how our parents are and you don't know how absent my dad is or how absent my mom is or maybe your family has been torn apart because of a divorce and there's selfishness and there's there's heartache and there's dishonor in the family and disrespect in the family and I do understand that and I do understand the fact that the scripture teaches clearly on the way your parents are supposed to lead your home in the way they're supposed to teach you, in the way they're supposed to parent you. And that's why next week I'm going to spend some time talking about the influence you can have in your parents' life. Not only that, but I'm also going to talk to you guys about what it means to live in a home with a dishonorable parent and how you should respond in those ways. And so for next week, if you'll tune in for that, that we will talk a little bit about that next week before we begin our series on big questions, which you're not going to want to miss the week after that. And so tonight, we get to Ephesians chapter 6, we're going to read verses 1 through 3, and I want you to listen to this, and I want you to show you Ephesians chapter 6, there are certain verses in the Bible that are just like, boom, I mean, they give us a nugget of something that just, that just is, lays the smack down. Like, for example, we see in 1 Corinthians 6, verses 18, he says, flee sexual immorality, all other sins are committed outside the body, but when you sin sexually, you sin against your own body, do you not know that your body is a temple of God? We see right there in that passage of scripture that sexual sin is set on a level of its own. All other sins are committed outside the body, but when you sin sexually, you sin against your own body. And when we talk about honoring and obeying your parents, we are talking about something that has been set at a level of its own. There is no other promise in all of scripture that is as key and as focused in that is as mentioned here in this passage. Now I want you to see it. You'll see it in verse three, but look what it says. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. The first commandment in Scripture with a promise is this. So that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy a long life on earth. What does he say? He says, how do you have a long life on earth? How do you have it go well for you? He says it right here. Honor and obey your parents. That's what you're to do. 
See, some of you, I know that your life is in disarray, your life is in destruction, your life is unpleasurable, you go home tonight and you know that going home tonight is going to be the worst part of your entire day because you know that because of discontent in your home, because of your broken relationship with your mom or your dad or both of them, it is causing all of this tension and all of this pressure because of that in your life, life is not going well for you right now. And I'm here to tell you, that if you want life to go well for you, in fact, even the promise of enjoy a long life here on earth, basically this is what he's saying. Disrespect your parents, disobey your parents, and you're going to die. It's pretty heavy. I mean, that's, that's pretty in your face. That's what the scripture tells us. I wonder why he takes it to that level. I wonder why he takes it to such a great level. I'm going to point this out, and I'm going to walk through this in a minute. But I'm going to, I want to show you, and I want you to see the parallel between our relationship with our parents and how we are to obey and submit and honor to our parents and the relationship between us and our heavenly Father God. So as we look at this, I want to start with verse 1. He says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Now the word obey here is a word, is a word called hoopakul. It starts with hoop, just like a basketball hoop. And hoopakul, and it means to obey. And this is what the word literally means in its Greek context, because the New Testament of the Bible was written in Greek, the Old Testament in Hebrew, and Aram, a couple books in your Bible were written in the language of Aramaic. But when we look at the scripture here, in uh, Ephesians chapter 6, this was written in Greek, and in the original languages, what we see is that this word literally means to listen or to submit to. To listen or to submit to. How many of you sometimes have a hard time listening to your parents? I do. How many of you guys, listen, just be honest right here. Like, we're, we're being honest right now. I see you guys over here. Like, yeah, me. How many, of you guys, how many of you guys are like, man, when my mom calls me, I am just like, screen it. Y'all do that, man? I do, I do that now when I'm 31 years old, right? Like, I'm like, I don't want to listen to what she has to say right now. You know what I mean? I mean, I do that even now. And it's interesting that we do that. And, and, and it's like we don't want to listen to our parents. We don't, want to, we don't want to understand what they have to say. And it's because for most of us, we think, we think that we know better than our parents. We think that we know better than them. We, we forget the fact that they have life experience on us, and so we don't listen to them, and we don't submit to them. And what you got to understand is, because your parents love you, and because your parents care about you, and because your parents want to protect you, because God has given them that responsibility, they have laid down boundaries. They've laid down things in your life to protect you, and to guard you, and, to, and, and so that they can raise you in a way that they feel is, is, is right. Now, are they right? They may be, they may not, but they're trying their best, and you need to know that. And sometimes they lay down guidelines and things to protect you because they know better than you know and they want to protect you, they want to watch out for you. And what happens is, is that we see certain things and we're like, man, I know my mom and dad told us not to do that and to get whatever, but you know, man, that looks, oh man, that looks like so much fun over there. My mom looking at whatever. Hey mom, yeah, like I'm going over to my friend's house and like, yeah, we're just going to like play video games and like, you know, just eat some pizza and like just spend a night over there. That's all we're going to do. And then you go out of the house and you get in their car, you're like, yeah, let's go. And then you, you know, you're out at the party, you're doing all this kind of stuff, you know, you're not doing anything you told your parents to do, and it's because you see all this stuff out there, and you're like, oh man, this is awesome, this looks great, this is cool, this is great, I gotta do this out here, and I know my parents have set these boundaries, but I don't care. And I think that something that illustrates this well is, is the Lion King. It's uh, Simba and Nala. They come and approach the elephant graveyard. Check it out. 
see. Our parents, they set boundaries, they set things in our lives because they want to protect us. And, and, and Mufasa told them not to go to the elephant graveyard because he knew that if they go there, trouble awaited them. He knew that something dangerous could happen. And I'm just going to tell you guys, man, when I'm a parent, I'm going to protect my kids. And I hope you will too. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to let anybody mess with my kids. And if they do, man, it's on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you ain't messing with my kids. And your parents feel the same way about you. They love you. They care about you. They want to protect you. They want to guard you. They, want you. they want you to know this. And listen, this is what obedience does. What obedience does is it communicates to the person that we're obeying that we trust them. It communicates that we trust them. And what you communicate when your parents, when you go and you do your own thing, is you're communicating to them that, Dad, Mom, I don't trust you. And even beyond that, we do the same thing with God. The reason we don't bail God, the reason we don't follow God, the reason we don't seek after God is because we don't trust Him. We trust ourselves, we trust all those things more than we trust who He is and His character and, and how He can change and shape our life. See, there's something interesting in it that you see kind of laced throughout Scripture. and We don't have time to go through all the verses because I have tons of them that I could just spill out to you guys right now. But I want to tell you this, that throughout Scripture we see this picture that obeying our parents in obedience is this perfect picture of love. How do we show love to God? We obey Him. If we say that, God, I love you and, and you are the most important thing in our life, but nothing that we do is in obedience to who He is, listen, we are liars, you don't trust God. You don't obey God. You don't love God. And obedience is the ultimate act of love. And so that's how we show love to our parents, and that's how we show love to God. And here's the cool thing about it, and this is what, I, what I've come to learn, is that when we are obeying our parents, when we are trusting our parents, when we are loving our parents, we are learning how to trust and obey God. And you show me someone who's disobedient to their parents, rebellious to their parents, that goes against everything that their parents says, I will show you someone who goes against God as well. So we can't humble ourselves to submit to the authorities of earthly people that we see in our lives, that we can see and tangibly touch and all this kind of stuff, then, then how is it that we're going to obey our heavenly Father in heaven who's unseen? Guys, you've got to realize that the way you treat your parents is a big deal. It's a big deal, and there's tons of scriptures that talk about this that really break into the core of what this is. In fact, Proverbs 13, 1 says, A wise son heeds his father's instructions. Now, verse 2. It says, We are to honor our mother, mother and father. This honor your mother and father comes from one of the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20, where he talks about honoring your father and mother. And we're to honor our father and mother. And what does that word uh, honor mean? Well, it comes from the Greek word, the original language, which is tomao, almost like tomato or tomato, but tomao. And tomao literally means to ascribe value to, to value. When we honor God, we are giving value to God. Another word that is used, used for that is worship, when, which is ascribing worth to something. But we give value to it. And so when we honor our parents, we are saying to our mom and to our dad, you are valuable to me. I care about you. There is, there is something here about you that I value. And I'm going to be honest with you guys, man. I value my parents. I love my dad. I love my mom. We say, my dad is one of the most humble, selfless people I've ever met in my entire life. And he modeled that for me in my life. I've never heard my dad put down anyone, not one person. I've never heard my dad put down my mom. I've never heard my dad put down an enemy. I don't even know if my dad has an enemy. 
People in the neighborhood would bring their cars and would bring their boats and would bring their four-wheelers and bring all those things over to our house. And my dad would fix them and he would never take any money. My dad was a selfless, humble servant. And I value my dad. I hope that one day I could be half the man as a husband and as a father as my dad was to me and how he is to my mom. I value my dad. I care for my dad. I know that my dad loves me. Was there ever contention in our home between me and my dad? Sure there was. Was there ever between me and my mom? Sure there was. Because I wanted to do things my way. I didn't want to honor them. I didn't want to value them. I didn't care about their, their, their decisions. I didn't trust them. I didn't respect them. And many, many of my choices and my decisions. And now that I'm older, I realize the valuable lessons that they were pouring in my life. The valuable things that they were giving me. The perspective that they had that was much larger than my own. And I honor them. I value them. And I want to challenge you guys. I want to encourage you guys to value your parents. To value them. I think that there are four ways that we dishonor our parents. That we don't show value to our parents. And I want, to, I want to brush over them real quickly. The first way I think we dishonor our parents is that we have unrealistic expectations. Unrealistic expectations. Sometimes our parents are doing the best that they can do and you have given them unrealistic expectations. See, a lot of times what we do is we expect our parents to be perfect and give us grace when we mess up. So when we screw up, like, yeah, I know you want to you ground me. Or I know you want to punish me. I know you want to take my car away. Hey, I know you took my cell phone, all this kind of stuff. Can I have it back early? I know you told me I couldn't have it for a week. But man, there's this girl that's really, I really like. And she gave me her phone number today. And I really need to call her. I mean, and, we, and so we give all the, and we, and we want our parents to give us grace on everything we do. Yet we don't give them grace. We want them to be perfect and extend grace to us when we screw up, but when they screw up, we don't want to extend grace to them. And I'm here to tell you, your parents aren't perfect, and they need you to extend grace. They are going to make decisions that aren't the right decisions at times. They're trying their best, and there are times they're going to make decisions that they think are the best decision for you, and you are going to disagree and know that it's not the right decision for you, but you have to honor your parents and obey your parents and go with it because this is what God has told you to do in his word. Now, the only time that you never obey your parents is when your parents try to step over God's word and they tell you to do something that goes against what God's word says. So if your parents come to you and they say, hey, I want you to go steal in that store there, and you say, you know what? God's authority is greater than my parents' authority, and they're telling me to do something that supersedes God's authority, so therefore I am not going to do that. But other than that, you are to honor and obey your parents. You're to honor and obey your parents. You're to value them. Another way that we're dishonorable is we make excuses Make excuses for our actions. Make excuses for our actions. See, this is what we do when we get caught doing something. I did this all the time. My brother did this all the time. This is what we say. We look at our parents and we say, yeah, but you did that when you were a kid. You did that when you were a teenager. You did that when you were. And what we start doing is we start pushing off the things that we're doing in our life onto our parents as if they are responsible for the things that we've done. And here's the reality. Your parents made mistakes in their past. They screwed up in their past. And that's why they are telling you to not make those same mistakes because they don't want you to screw up your life in the way that some of them screwed up their life when they were younger. Them telling you that isn't so you can use that as an excrutch, a crutch and an excuse for you to go out and do whatever the heck you want to do and then turn around and look back at your mom and dad and say, hey, listen, I know you, you, I know you said don't do this, but you did it so I can do it. We dishonor our parents when we do that. The third way is we manipulate. We manipulate our parents. Let me tell you something. Every person does it, and it's dishonorable. 
right? Like we go to our parents and we say, yeah, but Bobby's, Bobby's mom and dad, they let him do this. And, and Sally's mom and dad let me do this. And listen, your parents aren't stupid. They told the same things to their parents when they were kids. And they were like, hey, listen, uh, yeah, well, his curfew is, is 1230 and mine's 11. So his mom is better and knows more. And you should listen to, it's manipulation, right? We do it. I'm here, listen, listen, my parents never gave me a curfew in my life, never. My parents let me do what I want. And you know, all the time, almost every week, it was like, yeah, but you don't understand. So-and-so's parents let them do this. So-and-so's parents bought them this. So-and-so's da-da-da-da-da. So-and-so's da-da-da-da-da. We manipulate. Listen, I meet with students every single week in my office, every week, without question. I've met with two this week already. Usually about, I average about two a week. Things are going on in their life. They're dealing with this. They're dealing with that. And for most of them, they manipulate. Let me tell you something. The family is God's idea. And when the family is working properly, let me tell you something. Everyone in the family is living properly. Let me just give you an example. I've been a youth pastor at this church now for almost nine months. I meet with at least two students every single week individually. Mom calls me or dad calls me and says, hey, man, my son is struggling with this. My daughter's struggling with this. I need them to meet with somebody. We don't know what to do with them. Some of you are sitting in here right now. And they come and sit in my office. You know what I just was just thinking back through those conversations over the last three or four weeks. You know what's interesting? I haven't talked to a single student one-on-one in my office that a parent has set up the meeting that has been from a home with a mother and father present. Not one. Not one. Every single one of them come from a divorced home. Every one of them. And I know it's difficult. And I know many of you in this room have that situation right now. And you know what they do? They manipulate their parents. They tell their mom who they're living with, and they say, well, mom, if you don't let me do this, I'm going to go live with dad. Mom, if you don't let me do this, I'm going to go do this with dad. You're never going to see me again. And they begin to manipulate mom. So then mom gives in because mom loves them and doesn't want them to leave because mom cares about them and couldn't stand the sight of not seeing them ever again. And And the student is manipulating them. And so they let what happens in the house goes on, continue to go on. It's manipulation. If you do that, let me tell you something. You need to repent and you need to turn to God because that is evil at its core. Evil. Does it excuse the broken relationship that your parents have and the fact that they were being selfish or that one of them took things in a relationship with someone else when they shouldn't have because they were in a relationship with each other and your parents did something to dishonor you as your parents by getting a divorce? Does that excuse what they've done? No, but it does not also give you the opportunity and the right to begin to manipulate and do things that dishonors them. And that's the truth. The fourth way we dishonor is we speak to them with dishonor. Sometimes we treat our parents like they are dogs. We speak to them like they're nobody. We speak to them like they're worthless. I mean, you wouldn't even talk to some of your biggest enemies the way you talk to your parents. Proverbs twenty twenty says this. If a man curses his father or mother, his lamp will be snuffed out into outer darkness. Let me, just, let me just break that passage down for you. In the Hebrew language, which this was written in, it literally means you'll be thrown into hell. If a man curses his mother and father, his lamp will be snuffed out and he will be cast into outer darkness. The Hebrew word for curse here means to treat with contempt and dishonor. 
He's saying if you treat your parents with contempt and dishonor, if you don't value them, he literally says that you will be thrown into hell. That is the mark of someone that does not have a relationship with Christ. That is a mark of someone who does not care about their relationship with the Father in heaven. Because if you would dishonor your parents, you will dishonor God. So let me give you just a few things that I think are important for you guys to take home tonight as we're at the end of time. I want to challenge you guys to work on your relationship with your parents, to honor your parents and obey your parents. And I know that some of you in here, you've fumbled the ball. You've done things that have dishonored and been disobedient to your parents, and you've hurt your parents. You've hurt your relationship with them. Some of them are probably about to send me an email tomorrow saying, hey, I don't even know what I'm going to do with my son right now or my daughter right now. Is there any way you can help me? You need to, number one, turn to God because it's not just about dishonoring your parents. You're dishonoring God, and that's way more important. You need to turn to God, and you need to tell God that you're sorry. You need to confess your sins to him, and you need to turn from your sins, and you need to stop it. And then what you need to do is you need to go home to your parents, and you need to tell them you're sorry. You need to tell them you're sorry. You need to tell them that you love them, that you care for them, that you're sorry that they've had to put up with some of the things that you've been giving them and the way you've been treating them. I don't know what some of you are saying. Man, my parents are overbearing. You don't understand all the rules they lay down and all this kind of stuff. Listen, they're trying their best. They love you. They want to protect you. You need to respect them. You need to honor them. You need to love them. They brought you in this world. And their influence will carry along with you for the rest of your life. You need to learn how to talk to your parents. And this is how most of us talk to our parents. We walk in. All your parents want is a relationship with you. And you walk in the door and they're like, hey, how was your day? And you're like, good. You're like, hey, well, what are, what are you doing? What are you doing later on tonight? Nothing. You know, you go over there, you get on the video, you know, playing video game. Like, hey, dinner's ready. I'll be there in a minute. You go and you sit down at dinner. I mean, I mean, that's how it is. And it's like we're just so disconnected from our parents. We need to, we need to step up and try to have a relationship with our parents. You need to talk to your parents. You need to tell your parents how much you can. I mean, they used to talk to you all the time, and then all of a sudden you hit this magical age called the teen years, and now all of a sudden you can't talk to your parents. You can't have an open relationship with them because all of a sudden they're the bad person. Let me tell you something. When every single person in your life rejects you and walks away from you, from your friends to your girlfriend to whoever, let me tell you this right now. Your parents are there. They're there. They're there. And you need to understand that and you need to know that. There's no one that will care for you more than your parents will. And for those unfortunate cases in here where you have parents that that is not the case, and I'm really sorry, and I want to talk to you next week about that. But for the rest of you in here, and you know that's the case with your parents, you need to step up and you need to honor them, you need to love them, and you need to learn to listen to them and submit to them. Listen to them and submit to them. Proverbs 23, 22 through 25 says this. Listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. Buy the truth and do not sell it. Get wisdom, discipline, and understanding. The father of a righteous man has great joys. He who has a wise son delights in him. May your father and mother be glad. May she who gave you birth rejoice. Listen, I'll tell you something. I want my parents to rejoice because of what I've turned out to be. I want my parents to, to be proud of me because they see what God's done in my life, because they see their imprint on my life throughout my time. And let me tell you something. If you want your parents to rejoice, if you want your parents to be proud of you, respect them, obey them, honor them, value them. So tonight some of you guys need to go home and you need to, you need to have a conversation with your parents. 
Maybe that's difficult for you. Maybe you need to just write them a letter. Just write a letter to your mom and dad and say, hey, listen, mom, dad, I want you to know I love you and I appreciate you. And I know I don't tell you that enough. I want you to know that I love you. I know that sometimes I'm a pain in the butt and I'm hard to live with. I want you to know I care about you. You know what would be cool, man? It would be cool if while your parents are out doing something, maybe this weekend or whatever, you just, you just say, you know what, I'm going to spend the next couple hours while they're going, I'm just going to start cleaning the house, and I'm going to do it. And then they walk in the door, and they didn't tell you to clean the house or that kind of stuff, or you do something, and they come walk in the door. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. They're going to be like, <gasps> I mean, they're going to have a heart attack, like their head's going to explode. I mean, it's going to be awesome. I, I mean, not really. And I mean, brains are going to be everywhere. Like, that's what's going to happen, you know? I mean, they're going to be like so shocked, you know? Like, what just happened here? Like, what's wrong with my son? Like, are you... Are you sick? Are you okay, man? Just lay down right here. I mean, like, you know. I mean, do that, man. Serve your parents. Love your parents. Honor them and obey them. Listen, tonight, uh, I want to close this in prayer here, and then I want to I want to kind of give you some instruction for the rest of the night. So let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you, Lord, for the truth that we are to honor and obey our parents. And God, I thank you that we have the opportunity to have a unbelievable influence into the relationship between us and our parents. Because the reality is we are half that relationship. So God, I pray that you would be with these students, Lord, as they, they work on their relationships with parents, as they learn how to honor and obey their parents, as they see things and realize that their parents have a tough job. They're tough shoes to fill. And I pray, God, that you would just help them to see into their parents' shoes a little bit on how they, how they, the things that they deal with. And so, God, we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.